Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. The blessing of Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3, starting with the 13th verse, and then I'm, I'm going to read 13 and 14. I'm going to skip down to 26 and then read 26 through 29. It says, Christ hath, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He became a curse for us. Yes. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And that tree is talking about the cross. Yes. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, you and I, before we were born again, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith the promise of the spirit through faith and then down to verse 26 it says for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus when you became born again when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior you became a child of God yes. just like the song we just sang yes, amen. I'm a child of God hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah he said there's neither Jew nor Greek there's neither bond nor free there's neither male or female. And I like to add this, there's neither black or white. God doesn't see color. He doesn't see gender. He doesn't see race. He don't care if you're a Jew, a Greek, an Italian, a, 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 a from Poland. I hate to say the word Polak, but somebody from Poland. I don't, he don't care about none of that. We're all equal in his eyes. And then he says, and if he be Christ's, if you're in Christ and he's in you, you're born again. He said, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Yes. Heirs according to the promise. Yes. And what we have to realize here is that God already redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yes. When Jesus hung on the cross, yes. because Jesus was made a curse for us. Yes. Why? Because we were cursed. Yes. And Jesus took our curse upon himself. And nailed it to the cross. Yes, it did. And the curse is summed up in three things. Yes. You can take the curse of the law. We're going to look at, it's in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And uh, we're going to look at the promise or the blessings in a minute. And we're not going to go into the curses. But you can sum up the entire curse of the law. Not the curse of the fall. That's a different type of curse. But the curse of the law that Jesus redeemed us from by becoming that curse for us is summed up in three things. Sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. Anything, any part of the curse can be found under one of them three categories. So that's how Satan works the curse in everyone's life. He wants you sick, he wants you broke, and he doesn't want you saved. But I got news for him. If you're sitting in this church tonight, it's too late for that. Come on. Amen. 
You're already born again. It's too late. He can't help you now. Amen. But I'm telling you what, he's going to work the other parts of the curse in you as much as he can. And, uh, you know, we don't have to receive any of that stuff. He doesn't have that kind of power over us. He's got to talk us into it. He's got to get us to receive it before he can give it to us. Just like with Jesus in the wilderness, the temptation in the wilderness. You know, he, he challenged, if thou be the son of God. And then, you know, he, he set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And he says, uh, pass yourself down. For it is written that his angels shall take charge over you. And in their arms they shall bear thee up. Lest at any time you dash thy foot against the stone. He challenged him to jump. Why didn't he push him off? Couldn't. Doesn't have the power to. He had to convince him to jump. But Jesus was too smart for him, yes. and he defeated him the same way that we will defeat him with the word. Amen? Yes. But we got even more than the word. We got the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen? Yes. So uh, the apostle Paul said he called Satan the god of this world. How many know Satan is the god of this world? And he said in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he hath blinded the minds of them, not the eyes. He blinded the minds of them which believe not, the unbelievers. He blinded their minds, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He didn't blind their eyes, he blinded their minds so they couldn't see the gospel. So they couldn't see the light of the glorious gospel and say, why am I sitting here in this darkness when I can just go over there in the light? Yes. Yes. He blinded them from seeing that light. Yes. And that's why sometimes when we pray for the lost, yes. well, one of the first things we do is we lift the blinders from their yes. minds, not their yes. eyes, from their minds. Yes. Why? Yes. So they can see. Yes. Right now they can't see. But thank God somebody was praying for us and the blinders were lifted and we yes. saw the light and we went towards it. Yes. How many knows when you're sitting in darkness and you see a light, you're going to move toward the light. Yes. You will gravitate towards that light. Yes. Why? There's hope in the light. Yes. You're not bumping around in the darkness and sin and all of that stuff. You've seen a light now and the light is better than the darkness. Yes. Yes. And when God recreated the earth, the first thing he did was to let there be light. Yes. Light, because there's life in light. There's truth in light. Yes. And the devil's really working sickness and disease in the body of Christ. Yes, he and, he, and he seems to be pretty successful at it. I'm not glorifying the devil. I'm just trying to tell you the truth tonight. Everywhere you look, somebody is dealing with some kind of sickness, some kind of disease, some kind of infirmity. Everywhere you look in the church. And we got the healer. We got the best medicine in the world world is the word of God. And I don't know about you, but I'm sick of what the devil's doing and no puns intended. I'm sick of him making people sick. And you know... He was like, oh, if you had more faith. Faith don't always prevent things from happening. Now, faith will always get you out of the situation. Faith might not stop the the sickness from coming because I know some godly men and women of faith that got sick. Paul got sick. Epaphroditus got sick. 
lot of, a lot of people in the Bible got sick. Didn't mean they didn't have faith. But I'm telling you what, their faith got them healed. Naaman the Syrian didn't even have a covenant with God. Yes. Had leprosy. Yes. And God healed him. Yes. Why? He didn't have faith in God. He had faith in a little handmaiden that had faith in God. Yes. And he obeyed her. And he did what God told her to tell him to do. Amen. Yes. And if God will heal a, a heathen, he'll certainly heal one of his children. Yes. He's doing a good job of poverty and lack too. Again, I ain't glorifying the devil tonight, but I'm going to tell you the truth. There's a poor man's mentality in the church. And we just accept being poor. We just accept being in lack. Sometimes we accept being sick. And that shouldn't ought to be. There are actually large denominations that believe they're supposed to be poor and they're not supposed to have too many earthly possessions, especially when it comes to houses and land. There's one very large denomination that even took a vow of poverty. They vowed to be poor. They vowed to live in lack. They think money is evil, but it's not evil. The love of money, Pastor says, is what's evil. God don't mind you having money. He don't want money having you. And there's a big difference in the two. Money could be good or bad. Depends on what you use it for. If you, if you take your money, invest it in the kingdom of God, and souls get saved, that's some good money right there. That's a good investment right there. But if you take that same money and you buy drugs with it and get somebody overdosed or killed, that's not good money. That's a bad investment. Yes. But it's not the money. It's what you did with it. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I don't know where they got this poor man's mentality. Some people even think it makes them more spiritual. It makes you something that starts with an S, but it ain't spiritual. God, God wants a, oh man, I'm going to get in trouble, I feel it coming. I don't know where they got this poor man's mentality, but it didn't come from the Bible. It didn't come from the God that I serve and believe in. I mean, uh, God's one of God's covenant names is El Elyon. You know what that means? Possessor of heaven and earth. Our God, yes. and I might add our Father, yes. owns it all. Yes, he, does. he owns the heavens yes. and the earth. Yes, he does. Is he rich? Yes. Beyond comprehension. Yes. You can't even imagine the resources that is in the heavens and the earth. Just yes. the earth alone has enough resources to make everybody on the planet filthy rich. Yes. And he owns it all. He owns the heavens and the earth. Who knows what's on some of these planets and other galaxies and uni universes. He owns it all. He's a possessor of heaven and earth. Does that sound like someone that's poor? No. Does that sound like someone that has something against possessions? No. No. He's got a lot of possessions. And you know what else? He wants us to be possessors too. Yes, yeah. he, he wants us to share in his possessions. Yeah. And, and Jesus said... In Luke 12, 32, fear not, little flock, 
For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Not just a few things in the kingdom. He wants to give us the kingdom. And he takes pleasure in sharing it with us. He wants every one of us to possess our own house. To possess a nice car. To possess some nice clothes. To possess some jewelry if you like it. I don't care if I like a ring, that's it. I don't want nothing on my neck. I feel like I'm choking. I don't even like to have anything around my wrists. But if that's your thing, go for it. God wants you to have it. You want a Rolex? That's fine. I got an iPhone telling me what time it is. But if you if that's what you want, that's fine. God wants you to possess it. I believe, excuse me, I believe the possessor of heaven and earth wants us to have possessions and he wants us to have things. He wants you to own your own stuff. He wants you to be the lender and not to borrow. We're borrowing, we're, we're, we're. And he makes it possible for you to pay for all that stuff too. He said if we put him first, he'll add all these things to us. He'll add them to us. Make us lenders and not borrowers. And there's nothing wrong with borrowing. If you need to make a loan for a house, a loan for a car, a loan for a new furnace or hot water tank, he don't have a problem with that. Provide you with the funds to pay for it. Amen. But we need to shake that poor man's mentality yes. and begin to believe God for possessions. Yes. You know, being poor doesn't make you godly and it doesn't make you spiritual. It just makes you broke. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, please meet my needs. I don't need much, Lord. Just a little corner. A log cabin in the corner of glory. That's all I need, Lord. I don't just bless me, we three, us four, and no more. It's all I need, Lord. I'm not greedy. You selfish thing. You're selfish. Yes, you are. Why don't you ask him to bless eight of us? That's right. Because there's only four of me. So give blessings, bless four other people. That's right. You need a car, ask for two. You need a million dollars, ask for two. Yes. So you can give give a million away. Yes. Give a car away. Yes. It doesn't help the kingdom of God. It doesn't help you. And it doesn't help the poor that do need something if you're broke too. That's it, right there. Come on. We're supposed to be a light on the hill. Yes. And we dwelling in the dark with everybody else. Mm-hmm. What sets us apart? What makes them want to be want, want to have an interest in the God that we serve? You know, God used to set Israel up in the gateway uh, cities and the ports and stuff so that people coming in and out of the city or in and out of the land could look at Israel and say, look at Israel, how blessed they are. They must serve a wealthy God. They must serve a God that really loves them because he's blessing them all the time. And that's why God placed them there. As a witness, our life should be a witness to people. What kind of witness is it if you're broke as a joke and you can't help nobody? That's not a very good witness. 
You need, be, you need to be delivered of that poor man's mentality and start believing God for increase. Yes. Say yes. that, increase. increase. Hallelujah. You know, if you want to live a frugal lifestyle, that's your business. You go right ahead and do it. But don't do it because you're broke, because your father is El Eldion, yes. the possessor of heaven and earth. Amen. And he wants to share his possessions with you. Let's get back to the blessing of Abraham. You remember that? I want to focus on uh, verse 29, Galatians 3, 29, for a few minutes. He said, if you be Christ's, you belong to Christ. He's in you. You're in him. You're born again. You're a Christian. He said, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? You know, uh, we're spiritual Israel. There's a real Israel and there's a spiritual Israel. And we are spiritual Israel. Yes. We're, we are Abraham's spiritual seed. Yes, Israel is his real seed, his fleshly seed. Yes. But we're spiritual seeds of Abraham. But let's look at the promised blessings in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. We'll read about the blessing of Abraham that Paul was talking about in Galatians 3. And... Uh, the curse of the law is there also, but we won't take the time to read it because it's pretty much uh, the exact opposite of the blessing. So as we read the blessings, just think of the opposite, and that's what the curse consists of. In Deuteronomy 28, chapter, one, uh, chapter 28, verse 1, it says, If, if makes it conditional, right? Yes. If you fully obey... What if you partially obey? If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings that are about to follow if you obey the Lord your God. Yes. He said your towns and your fields will be blessed. That's why when people pass it, they know. They can tell if your town is blessed. They can tell if your field is blessed. Yes. They can tell if you're blessed. Yes. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. That's your groceries. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Amen. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter or flee seven ways in seven directions. Amen. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the, by the Lord, and they will stand in awe, awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. Not just enough to get by. What would you do with abundance? What would you do with abundant crops? You've got more than you could possibly consume yourself 
What would you do? You give it away. You bless others. You bless real poor yes. people. Poor people that don't want to be poor. Amen. Poor people that fell on some bad times. Yes. They need a helping hand. Yes. You'll be able to help them. You'll be able to bless them. That's right. But if you're as broke as they are, you can't bless them. No. You can't extend God's hand. Because no. right. God's hand ain't in. That's right. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord. And they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time for His rich, from his rich treasury in the heavens. And will bless all the work that you do. I mean, those rain is good. Yes. And rain can be bad. Yes. As we've seen in eastern Kentucky and yes. uh, Mississippi, is it, or Missouri? Mississippi. Yes. But rain is good when it comes in the proper time. Yes. He said, you will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Then he says, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Yes. Anybody tired of being the tail? Anybody tired of bringing up the rear and everything? And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Amen. I've been at the top and I've been at the bottom. Yes. I've been everywhere in between and the top is always best. But then he says, you must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Mm. You know, every promise of God, every blessing of God that is in the Bible has a condition attached to that. Yes, it does. And you say, oh, well, God is, he loves us unconditionally. Yeah, he does. But his promises are not without condition. That's right. Come on. You have to meet a condition before you get the promise or the blessing. Uh, he can bless us with any promise he wants us to if we meet the condition. And he will. And in this condition, he told us, I don't know how many times, we need to obey the commandments. Yes. yes and we want to shout about the promise or the blessing, but we get real quiet when it comes to what he tells us, the condition that we must meet. So it's no different here. And he made it very clear what the condition is. He said it from the very beginning. Fully obey the Lord God and carefully keep all his commands. Yes. He said, if you obey the Lord God, if you obey the commands, if you listen to these commands of the wow. Lord God that I'm giving you today, okay. and if you carefully obey them, mm -hmm. you must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. That's the condition. Yes, and if you meet that condition, you will get the blessing. Yes. You will receive the promises. Yes. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yes. James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. You know, when you come to church and you hear the word, and you shout hallelujah, amen, thank you Jesus, praise the Lord, and all of that, and you leave here and forget the word you heard, you're just deceiving your own self. You're not deceiving nobody but yourself. That's right. Come on. 
If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or a mirror. For he beholds or looks at himself, and then he goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. He forgets what he saw in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, the Bible, the word that will set you free, he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, yes. he being not a forgetful hearer, hearer, but a doer of the work, yes. this man is a man that gets blessed Amen. in his work right. and in his deeds. Yes. You have to be a doer, a doer of the word that you're hearing. Yes. Can't be one or the other. It has to be both. You have to hear it and you have to do it. Yes. If you don't hear it, you can't do it because you don't know what to do. That's right. But if you do the word, you'll be blessed. Yes. So it's crystal clear to me that if we don't obey his commandments, if we're not a doer of the word, then we can't expect any of these blessings that he's talking about. And, you know, uh, back then he was talking about obeying the law, which was impossible for anyone to obey, the Ten Commandments. It was impossible for anyone to obey them. You would have to be perfect to obey all the law all the time. Nobody could do it. And Paul said that the law or the Ten Commandments was a, a, like a school teacher. It was to show us that we couldn't obey them. It was to show us that we could never measure up. It was like a... a, a a 12-inch ruler when we we would be no no more than 11 inches high. Yes. So he was showing us, he gave us the law to show us that we needed a savior. Yes. We needed somebody to take the law on himself, yes. live a perfect sinless life. He, we needed somebody to take the curse that was placed upon us in the beginning and, and and take that curse upon himself and take it to the cross, die as our substitute in our place. Yes. We would not recognize that. And we would never look to a savior if we thought we could do the law. And that's the problem with every other religion in the world that doesn't have Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Yes, they sir. think they can save themselves by obeying the law. Yes. And they're going to come up short. Yes. They're going to be weighed in the balance and come up one. But it's easier today for us to obey the law. Because we have a new and better covenant based upon better promises and the better and the reason it's a better covenant is because we have a better blood. It's not the blood of bulls and goats, it's the blood of Jesus Christ Himself, the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. And we only have one commandment to obey, and that is to walk in love. Yes. Number one towards God, and number two towards our fellow man. That's all we have to do. Yes. And Paul said. If you obey that one commandment, you walk in love, all the other commandments are fulfilled in that one commandment. Yes. Walking in love. Yes. And we fail miserably with that. Yes. Just one commandment. I don't have to memorize the Ten Commandments. I don't have to memorize the law. I don't have to memorize a bunch of do's and don'ts and, and uh, all of this. All I have to do is remember one commandment. Love my brother and sister. Love God and love my brother and sister. And I fulfill the law. I qualify for the blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 But if you don't walk in love, that's a condition. Yes, sir. Um, then you can't expect the blessings. Because through your disobedience, 
Satan is allowed to work the curse in your life. You allowed him. You opened the door for him to work the curse in your life through your disobedience. And we think, well, there's some people I just can't love. Well, that's why God gave you his love. Right. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. If you can't love him with your fickle, fleshly, human love, then love him with God's love. That's right. Pray for him. Yes. It's hard to stay mad at somebody you're praying for. That's right. You might pray for him at first. You might bow your head and get real pious and say, kill him, God. <laughs> but that will eventually turn into love. <laughs> Amen. I like, don't, don't tell me you never prayed that. <laughs> you see what they did to me. Get even. <laughs> Take, ven Take vengeance out on them for me, Lord. <laughs> but thank God, God has redeemed us from the curse. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and why did he redeem us from the curse? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit yes. through faith. Yes. That's good news for everybody that's yes. in Christ. If you're born again and you're in Christ and he's in you, yes. that should be good news. Yes. Amen. Because not only have we been redeemed from the curse of the law, but we receive the promised blessing of Abraham, which we talked about in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, uh, and, and I'm not talking about pride here, but you should have a certain amount of pride with the things that God has entrusted to you. Amen. Like that house you call yours, it ain't. He's the possessor of heaven and earth and everything in it. Yes. That's his house. Yes. You're just a steward. Yes, and on. you better take good care of that house because he's yes. told parables about people that didn't take care of the things he entrusted them with yes. and they got in trouble for it. Yes. You better take care of God's house. You better take care of his house, uh, his, his car, his furniture, yes. his clothes, yes. his jewelry. You better take yes. care of it all yes. because you're going to give account for it someday. Yes. Yeah, and take care of your spouse. He gave her that to you, too. Yes. Yeah. He didn't say nothing about a woman finding a man. He said, uh, <laughs> yeah. man findeth the wife, he findeth a good, good thing. thing. Yes. So that tells me the man should have been the one looking. Yes. Now, don't get convicted if y'all were looking for your husband. <laughs> it's all right if you're looking for a husband. But, you know, you can chase a husband and find one, but God will give you a husband that will chase you. Yes. That's Amen. Yes. Anyway, where was I? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah, I was talking about taking mm -hmm. care of God's stuff, being a good steward of God's stuff. Yes. And, and, I, and not in a prideful way, but when people pass your house, they should say, man, that's a nice house. Yes. It is really well kept. Mm -hmm. The landscaping is beautiful. Yes. The grass is trimmed. You know, everything's in good repair. Yeah. Windows are clean. That's a nice house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and same with your car. It could be an old car. Uh, I mean, look at Pastor S car is a 2015. It's not real old. You know, it's eight years old. 
Mine's a 2017, it's six years old. And uh, they look brand new. And a lot of people think they are, but they're not. They're just well kept, they're taken care of. Why? Because it ain't mine, right. it ain't hers. It's God's stuff. Right. I'm taking care of it for them. That's right. Amen? And the, the, the better you are at taking care of God's stuff, the more he'll entrust you with. Yes, that's true. Amen? Yes. He's not going to give you an expensive Mercedes if you couldn't take care of the little old Chevy that he gave you to take care of. That's right. Amen? Amen. God's a good guy. Yes, yes. He's a possessor of heaven and earth. He's yes. El Elion. Yes. He's El Shaddai, the yes. God that's more than enough. Yes. yes. He wants to share his possessions with us. Yes. 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 Get rid of that poor man's mentality. That's right. Yes. Starts right here yes. with this tongue. Ooh, sure Start speaking right with your tongue. Yes. Amen? Yes. If you're always crying and whining that I don't know I'm going to make it at the end of the month. I don't think I'll be able to make the car payment this month. I don't know if I'll be able to get the tuition paid. Speak positive. Act like your God is El Elyon. Yeah. Act like he's El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. Start speaking like you yes. is. Say, I will have that rent money. I will have that car payment. I will pay that tuition. And I'll have money left over to help somebody else pay their tuition. I, today I'm in the gas station. And I'm pumping my gas. And uh, I looked up too late. I wasn't paying attention like I should have. I looked up too late and I seen this. Hard, you could tell by looking at him, he's a hard working man. He was in work clothes and boots that weren't tied, and he pulled up in this old beat up car. I don't even know, I don't even remember what kind it was. And I was gonna run over there and put my card in the machine for him, and, he, and just as I did, he was pulling his out. Because I wasn't alert, I missed the Lord. But I was gonna buy him a tank of gas. And from the looks of him, he was only there, he only pumped for a couple minutes. He probably got $5 worth, $10 worth, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I know it would have been a real blessing to him. Yeah. I just missed my chance, you know? That's why you gotta stay alert all the time. Yes, you and, do. Uh, yes. Keep your eye open for opportunities yes. to yes. bless somebody, opportunities to uh, bless. extend God's hand. Yes. Do it at the grocery store too. Yes. See somebody that looks like they're in, and sometimes they don't look like they're in need. That's why you, you have to be alert to the spirit. Yes. But if they look like they're in need, go on and bless them. That's right. Run that car. Ask their permission first. That's what I just, ma'am, would you allow me to pay for your groceries and I get that car ready to run through the thing there? And first thing they say is, why? Yeah. Why would you want to buy my groceries? Yes. You know, because God blessed me and I want to bless you. Amen. Amen. And then just run that car and let them yes. pay their groceries. Yes. You don't know how to bless the people. And yes. sometimes, like I said, they don't look like they need to be blessed. But if the Lord leads you that way, you want to bless them. You don't know their situation. Amen. 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 But usually you can tell by looking in their car yes. if they need help or not. Yes. Amen. Well, let's, let's get out of here early. I think this is a record tonight. What is it, 745? That is a record. We're getting out of here early, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. Sunday, I think I'm going to talk about the blood a little bit more. I'm going to talk about pleading the blood. 
yes. how to apply it to your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.